0: You're listening to the Do The Damn Thing Podcast with Liz Heron, episode 26. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Do The Damn Thing Podcast. My name is Liz Heron and I am your personal cheerleader, helping you get off your butt and on your way to trying something new, facing your fears, or realizing your dreams. No matter what your damn thing is, whether it's asking for a raise at work, organizing your house, getting out of that toxic relationship, or pursuing your passion project, This show will provide you with real-world, tangible tips and inspiration so you can live the life you deserve. If you're ready to do the damn thing, then you have come to the right place. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Now let's jump in. Hi, friends. I hope you are having a great day today. Are you uh, enjoying this month-long series on time and time management? Because I am. (laughs) I really hope these episodes have been as useful to you as they have been to me. Like Just doing them has been um, just really, really beneficial for me. So I hope you're getting the same out of it. And I really wanted to do this series because time management is something I have struggled with since leaving my day job in the spring. And without the structure of a nine to five, I kind of lost my way. Like I didn't know what to do with my time when I had so much of it. (laughs) I know what a problem to have Liz, you poor thing. But I realized that I was so much more conscious of my time and how I was spending it when I only had mornings and nights and weekends to dedicate to this show and my coaching business. Like I really had to be surgical with my time and without the structure of that nine to five gig coupled with summer and school being out, like I wound up spending a lot of time like spitting out i was like in confusion and yes overwhelm <laughs> like i had no idea what to do when like i would get distracted by all sorts of things i would um i'd start something and then you know it's like ooh squirrel shiny object i'd get up and i'd never come back to it or i'd come back and have no idea where i was in the process like it was not good and yet right? On the surface. And I'm telling myself like, oh, I'm multitasking, right? That I'm juggling all these tasks and priorities. And it's supposed to be this desirable skill, multitasking. But here's the thing. Multitasking doesn't work, right? Like there's research that shows that it is multitasking is less productive than doing single tasks while stoned on weed. It's true. There was a study. They did a whole study. and uh they also found that like multitasking can reduce your productivity by up to forty percent, and it impairs the ability of our brains to learn new things like how scary is that and they did a study um the University of London did a study that had that showed that participants who multitasked during cognitive tasks experienced like an i q score decline. It was similar to people who like stayed up all night so like it's making us dumber and there's even some evidence that multitasking too often causes permanent damage to your brain that's crazy and yet we think that it's like this really like admirable thing like oh yeah we want to put it on our resume we want to put it on linkedin i'm 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 good at multitasking right like it conjures up this picture of like i always think of like an octopus right or like this like multi-armed person answering the phone and typing and cooking and like doing all of the things simultaneously. But in reality, multitasking is, it's actually forcing your brain to quickly switch between tasks. You're not actually doing things at the same time. And ping-ponging between browser tabs or different jobs, it gives you a false sense of productivity, but in fact, you're working less efficiently across every task right? Because when you're doing all those things, you're not really completing a task before moving on. Right, You don't actually ever finish it. It's like these little snippets of time. And so you leave behind what's known as attention residue when you jump from job to job. It's like this little film of attention residue. Uh, there was a woman from the University of Minnesota, Sophie Leroy. And she said, people need to stop thinking about one task in order to fully transition their attention and perform well on another. Yet results indicate that it's difficult for people to transition their attention away from an unfinished task and their subsequent task performance suffers, right? So when you're multitasking, you're not really finished with something because your brain like doesn't even know you're actually doing it, right? And so you leave it, it's kind of unfinished. And then you move on to the next thing, but you're kind of still thinking about that thing that you, you know, did. are you completely done with that? Like you haven't completed that previous task and there needs to be like this transition time between those tasks. Um, Brendan Burchard talks about this in his book, High Performance Habits. And one of the habits that he talks about is that you, um, after you've completed a task, you need to release that task, like any tension or energy you have around it before moving on to the next thing. And this would allow your brain to fully complete the task. Um, he calls it release tension, set intention, right? So you, once you've released the tension of the task that you've, you've done, you set your intention for the next task or part of your day. And by using release tension, set intention, you're allowing your brain a little time to recharge and it helps you go from mindlessly plowing into the next task um my son uses this on the pitching mound now We, after i read the book we started talking about this and uh, cuz he would kind of you know throw a pitch and then like if it was you know a ball or a, a, you know it got a hit or whatever like he was kind of bringing that pitch into the next pitch and so he uses this now so after he throws a pitch he you know, releases the tension of that pitch, then sets his intention for the next pitch. And, um, it's a great exercise. Like, even as you go about your day as well, right? Like not from task to task, but like part of your day to part of your day. Like, so when you pull into your parking spot at work, like really think about releasing the tension of the drive and then setting your intention, like as you walk into the office, right? Like really kind of completing each of those tasks. Okay. So now that we know multitasking doesn't work, let's stop holding that up as this great thing because it's not right. Our brains are not made to work this way. We're actually harming our brain. So multitasking doesn't work. So what does work? Well, for me, I knew I needed to structure my time in a way that would maximize my brain power as well as give some structure back to my day. And I decided to go back to what had worked when I had a full-time job, which was time blocking or um, you know scheduling or batching. It's all these different words, but time blocking or batching is where you group like tasks together so that your brain is able to fully focus. So just like you would schedule a meeting, you schedule your batch time in your planner, right? Whether it's online or paper, or if you're like me, you have both and... <laughs> I'll talk, I'll talk about that more in a minute. Um, so yeah, so this summer, for example, like coaching has been my full-time job and that means I'm dedicating 30 to 40 hours a week to it. Now with a nine to five, those are your hours, right? Nine to five, Monday through Friday, those are your 40 hours, but working from home without set hours, it's really up to me to be mindful of my time and to set those parameters and so i started blocking out um blocks of time right and and my work hours and within my coaching business there's different tasks and appointments right there's the podcast tasks there's client calls there's networking events there's um the free consult calls that i do and right then of course there's family and house appointments and, and that sort of stuff and so here's how i started setting up my calendar which i would use my google calendar and then i have two <laughs> yes two old fashioned paper planners and um <laughs> that might seem excessive to you but um i mean it does sound a little bit crazy as i'm saying it out loud but it is what's working for me right now so use whatever planner or calendar you want the important thing is that it works for you um i like having my calendar on my phone but I also love writing things in a planner. And so, uh I might change it up, but I'll explain a little bit later why I use all three. But what the first thing I was doing or that I still do is I pull up my Google calendar and I enter all of my standing appointments, recurring appointments. So, the calls with my clients, the weekly call with my coach, uh mastermind meetings. Um and then I layer in any other like one-off appointments like uh, doctors or dentist or um, networking events, right? And then I also add in travel time where necessary. Um, that is a game changer. <laughs> I wasn't putting that in at first and I found myself always feeling rushed or running behind. Um, so make sure you give yourself some time to get to and from places seems like a no brainer, but sometimes when you're working at home, like you forget like, Oh yeah, I got to like build in travel time. Um, and so, like I said, when I first started using this system, I would schedule general blocks, right? So I'd put like, you know, an hour for recording a podcast or record like recording two podcasts, or I'd put in like two hours for, um, guest outreach. Right. Um, no, I guess I was just calling it podcast. Yeah. I would just put in like, you know, two hours and I just call it podcast. And within that, I would figure out what I was going to do. Same thing with like coach training. I'd put in, you know, blocks of time for coach training. And then I thought, Oh, I'll, I'll know what to do when that time comes. Uh, no, I didn't. That was wrong. (laughs) I did not just figure it out once that time came because I wasn't specific about what that time was for. I would spin out. I would get distracted. I would want to do something else, right? So I learned that I had to be more detailed. So now when I'm planning out my week on Sunday evenings, I do a big brain dump of all the things I want or need to do for my business, for my home, for um, my family appointments. And then I look to see what tasks can go together right? So, um, like writing emails. So when I send out an email about new episodes, right, I can also be sending out emails. Like I also take that time to write emails to my list that aren't about the podcast, right. That are like more like my coaching love notes. So, um, so if you're not on my mailing list, you should absolutely get on the mailing list. Um, and the link is in the show notes, but yeah, so I would kind of, I started batching those things together. And by batching like tasks together, right? So whether it's like writing show notes, recording the podcast, um, coach training, research networking events, you know, follow up um, with clients, like different things, right? So my brain can then just focus on that one type of task at a time, right? And so, um, oh, like an example, like I, I batch my brainstorm sessions, where I set aside time every like eight to 12 weeks and I brainstorm podcast topics, guests. Um, and then I kind of use that, that big block of time to flesh out all those different things. Um, like I said, I use a time block for guest outreach so that I can focus just on reaching out to and scheduling guests, right? That's just going to keeps me in that zone. Um, I batch my coach training now. I'm setting aside dedicated time to learn and grow as a coach. Um, I dedicate a time block to console calls with prospective clients. So when you reach out to set up a call with me, I now I always have dedicated blocks of time on my calendar for that. Right? So it's like I'm making time for my priorities. Right? So, because as I'm matching and batching, <laughs> matching and batching. um, also ranking the tasks. So with brain dumps, you guys know, like you get a lot of nonsense tasks on there that your brain will say you have to do that are very important. And you know that they're not, you don't have to do them. So as you're doing your brain dump, like I'm just ruthless and I'm realistic. And I only focus on the things that are important to me and that are going to move the needle and make the biggest impact. Right. So I'm always going to have, like I said, I'm always going to block the time dedicated to my clients and prospective clients. I'm always going to have lots of time dedicated to my coach training and becoming, you know, a better coach. I'm always going to have time for um, like writing and recording the podcast. Right? Like these are just things that, like, this is what's important. Um, and those are what are going to go on your calendar after your standing appointments. And like, I mean, this is exactly what I would do when I worked in corporate right? And I only had my spare time to work on the show. I had set days and times for all my different tasks, right? Like recording episodes, social media time, writing show notes. Um, I had it down like Monday mornings were for this and Tuesday evenings were for this (laughs) and it worked then. Right. And so, and surprise, surprise, it's working now. It's funny sometimes like things, you'll find things that work and then you drift away from them and you're like, I don't understand why this isn't working. And it's like, all right, go back to that thing that was working for you for a while. Sometimes we just have to remind ourselves. And look, I still feel the siren song of emails and Instagram and just shiny objects, right? But then I remind myself that this time is important, right? These are my priorities. But what I also did was I set myself up for success by giving myself time for that stuff. Right. So I have email time where I check my emails and kind of, you know, again, like as I'm checking my emails, if there's something that's like I have to get back to a guest, I add that into my like guest outreach time. Right. So now I know I can do that. Um, but I also give myself some scrolling time. Like I know I'm gonna want to go on Instagram and just kind of like putz around. So I'll build in some time where I can just sit and do that. So that when that comes up, when my brain is like, oh, let's do that, you can answer it with like, yeah, we're gonna do that here at this time, see. We've got time for that later. It's really helpful, right? When you just want to like distract yourself. Like, okay, this happened to me earlier this week In um, I had blocked out my day and I had included in my schedule time for laundry. And I was focusing on a task and I can't remember what it was right now, but it started to feel hard, right? Like I was working away at it and like, and it just kind of like was like, ah like slogging through on something. And my brain was like, ooh, laundry. We could do laundry instead of this. Like, let's go do laundry. And without my built in time, right, without having that block of time, I would have happily skipped on over to the washing machine and done laundry. But (laughs) instead, I reminded myself that I had laundry time after this task was done, like once I hit the, you know, the whatever time it was, one o'clock or whatever, like that was going to be laundry time, and my brain was like, "Oh yeah, that's right. Oh yeah, that's when we're doing laundry." And it's just so helpful for you to have that, and for you to be able to answer your brain when it wants to go off and and skip on over to the washing machine or skip on over to Instagram or, you know, do something that just feels or that it thinks feels better. Right. Um, so yeah, so time blocking and batching have been really, really helpful in wrangling my brain and helping me to honor my time. Um, okay. So why do I use three calendars? Okay. (laughs) Even saying I use three calendars, it seems a little nuts, but here goes. I use Google calendar because As I'm scheduling my batch blocks, it's easiest to move those around and figure out the puzzle that is my week, right? I can kind of look at it. And before I put it in any of the paper planners, I get it all set up in the Google calendar. And I can also color code on there. And that's really important to me because I have a color coding system (laughs) because of course I do. And my written planners are color coded. So everything kind of matches up, and it just makes me really happy when I, you know, can pull up my my phone and see it on there. And clearly, I use Google Calendar so that it I have my calendar on my phone at all times, and it can give me a reminder for upcoming appointments and kind of let me know when I need to be wrapping something up, which is really really helpful because again, like your brain needs that time to complete the task. Um, the first paper planner that I use is the living well planner. And I love this planner. It is super colorful. It's just so happy looking. Um, and it's great for long-term goal setting and it allows me to see my week at a glance and it helps it. There's got like meal planning, like it's got all of these sections. Um, That I just find really, really helpful. And again, I can see the whole week. I can meal plan on there. I can, um, it has a part for budgeting. And it's, uh, I don't use that part, (laughs) but it's there. It's got, it's there. And one day I'm going to use it. But for now, I just like having it there. Um, But the thing that I love about the Living Well Planner is that every month there are goal setting pages and it has you break down your top three goals for the month. And then you, you can also break them down into like, um, uh, money goals and health and fitness goals. You can break all those things down, but you can also just focus on your top three goals for that month. And then there are pages that break those, that help you break those goals down into, um, into, you know, tasks or what needs to happen and what you need to do and when and all that stuff. So I love that. Um, yes. So I really love that planner. It's super colorful. It's also kind of big. So um, it doesn't really fit in my purse. It, I don't really take it with me. That planner usually stays home. The planner that I take with me is called the next level daily planner. And it's like a um, I think it's actually called the next level like habit tracker or something like that. It's something about it, it helps with um tracking habits and creating new habits. Um, that one's much smaller. I keep that one in my purse and I take it with me everywhere. I, in all honesty, I have a love hate relationship with this planner. Um, there's some things that I love, love, love about it. Like I love that I have the ability to track habits and kind of see, you know, my progress and it lets you like, um, see your big streaks and stuff, which is really cool. And it's got these great like morning and nighttime routine sections that help me, um, just kind of bookend my day and remind me of like the things that I want to do every morning. Um, on the pages that has room for your schedule, like the actual, like the hours, I think it breaks, I think it starts at like either 5am or 6am and it goes all the way till nine or 10. Um, So I love being able to put your schedule in there, Uh, but they're also on that same page. There's like a brain dump kind of area for notes. Then there's a section for your to-dos, and they you can break those up into three sections. You they have like priority, important, and non-urgent, and I love that, right? Because again, like you want to keep the your must-dos up at the top, and like the things you can kind of fall away are down below. I really really love that. What I do not like is it has a lot of, well, okay. Number one, the thing I really, really don't like about it is that it's only 90 days. So, um, I like when you have the whole year in a planner. Um, I like that because my planners are a lot like journals to me. Like I keep a lot of notes in them and I, I keep them from year to year. So I prefer that. The other reason that I do hate or the other thing I hate about this planner is, so it's only 90 days. There's a ton of pages up front that I don't need to fill out every 90 days, right? Like it's like some of its goal setting, some of its habit tracking, like there's just these things that I feel like are completely unnecessary every 90 days. Um, it also has a monthly planner, but that's for six months. Like the monthly pages are for six months, but the pages, the daily pages are only 90 days. That doesn't that makes zero sense to me, um, and then there's a ton of notes pages in the back, which could be more daily pages. So anyway, I I struggle with that one because I like it so much, but it's also I don't know, it just isn't as um, practical. I guess I don't know. Like I don't like it as far, the ninety days things really trips me up. <laughs> um, it's also a bound book, and I prefer spiral. So there's that. Okay. So there you have my that's how I, I work my planner. That's how I work my calendar. Um multitasking doesn't work. So uh instead I like to batch all of my tasks so that I'm doing one thing at a time. And if you are interested in either of the two paper planners that I mentioned, I will link them in the show notes at do the damn So you can uh, check those out for yourself. And if you're having trouble sticking to a schedule and honoring your time and you want some help with that, send me an email at hello at And we can set up a time to chat because there's probably a bigger reason why you're not honoring your time. And we can kind of get, we can get to that. Um, as you all know, my mission is to help as many people as possible do the damn thing. It's why I started the show. It's why I continue doing what I'm doing. It's why I became a coach. Um, And I would love your help in spreading the word. So if you are enjoying the show, please share with your friends. Please subscribe. Please leave a review on iTunes. I would really appreciate it. And uh, that's all I've got for this week. Next week, I'm going to tell you about my favorite, favorite, favorite um, time know if it's like a trick or a tactic. It's like, it's this thing that I do that I feel like saves me a lot of time and it gives me time and I absolutely love it. And I'm going to tell you more about it next week. So how's that for a a teaser? Okay, gang, have a great week. I will talk to you next week. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you loved what you heard, please subscribe, share with your friends, or leave a review on iTunes. As we grow the show, I would love to hear from you. What damn thing did you accomplish this week? Is there a topic you're dying for me to explore on the show? Be sure to follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at DoTheDamnThingShow, and let me know. I can't wait to connect with you and hear all about the action you're taking in your life. In the meantime, get out there and do the damn thing.